Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mariners that you are listening to here on the odyssey app or on odyssey sports or hey listen wherever else you want to get your podcast action going on from listen we're not here to judge we just want to thank you for liking subscribing and reviewing this podcast we really appreciate it if you haven't said hello yet hey hit us up on the socials we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on facebook or if you have something really strongly worded to say you can always email us at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com and listen maybe you don't like the podcast but you like the merch that we got listen the merch is available all you got to do is hit up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on instagram she'll take care of you and look if you're on like you know i don't know apple pods or something and you're like rating and reviewing listen just keep in mind yes on this podcast we love those five tool baseball players but you know what we like more than that those five star reviews all right i am done begging and pandering for you i'm going to tell you a little bit about today's episode it's a special one why is it special because we have a special guest we have writer actor and comedian the one and only carl tart you might know him as sherm jones on nbc's hit tv show grand crew that is available right now on peacock or maybe you know him from his work with comedy bang bang or from history of the world part two or star trek lower decks well he's here we're talking baseball we're talking city connect uniforms we're talking about how the state of arizona has a weird flushing system going on anyways uh he's a good friend of mine we haven't seen each other since we went to spring training uh before the season started so we caught up with each other we recorded it it's an episode it's been edited, it's been uploaded, and now you're about to listen to it wherever you're getting this podcast action from. So I'm going to shut the hell up, and I'm going to get out of the way so you can enjoy this special episode of Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast with special guest Carl Tart that's going to start right the F now. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I 
Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Well, now that you're back on the podcast, what, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we, we still haven't gotten a chance to talk about spring training. So, yeah, we went to spring training. What was our second spring training? Now it's an annual thing, right? Yeah. One thing, and, and this time it was interesting because I realized that I don't necessarily like Arizona that much. First time <laughs> it was like the excitement of being there. First time it was the excitement of being in Arizona, the excitement of being at spring training. But now I'm like, this, this time I was like, ugh, ugh. It had a little stank on it this time, don't you think? Well, I think we might have been staying around a stank area as well. The, that, the place that we stayed at wasn't bad. I mean, well, speaking of stank, uh, glad you brought that up. That's a perfect seg- segue to talk about the place that we were staying in. Because speaking of stank, it definitely we were not allowed to uh, throw toilet paper in the toilet. <laughs> no, that was that was that was that was the thing. That was like last year when we got our Airbnb. It was that it was a converted what garage that they yeah. or. <laughs> It was a converted <laughs> garage with no with no kitchen. I was wondering when, when I first walked. I didn't real, realize when I first when we first walked in. I didn't realize that you had gotten there before me. You and you and uh, the ninja had gotten there before me, and I was uh, I, I I couldn't believe. I was like, something's weird about these walls. Like the 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 ceiling was real short, and the walls felt like thin. I'm like, is somebody living in these walls? And then we did hear people. Apparently, there were people staying on the other side of the house, and on the part that we were in. There was no kitchen. There was a, a, a microwave and a coffee machine in the in the living room. Now, granted, that's how most hotels are. There's no kitchen. There's just a microwave and a coffee machine. Sometimes not even a microwave. Like not even not even that. You don't even get that. But when you stay at an Airbnb, like it's called Airbnb for a reason. It's supposed to be bed and breakfast. Supposed to have a kitchen and everything like that. I feel like there should be regulation towards that. I'm not a big fan of Airbnbs, but the whole the hotel prices were way too. Uh, expensive when we went this time world baseball classic and something else was going on nascar nascar and spring training so hotels like even in bad areas were like 400 bucks a night too much money when you want to see the games no we Uh, had a good looking place except for that we couldn't you know flush our our toilet tissue (laughs) but i got a secret i did i did a couple times too uh the money's already been paid i'm sure they don't listen to this show but I did too, because I wasn't. I mean, what do you want me to do? You want me to put my shitty toilet paper in a plastic bag and walk it outside? That's crazy. That's insane. Well, one of the bathrooms had a bidet, which was interesting. Uh, you know, that was like my first time using a bidet for a week. Gotta say, I kind of liked it, but also, you know, that thing can catch you off guard in the morning. That was one part of it. The second part of Arizona, which was interesting, was we kept running into places that. So we, when we first went down to the WBC to watch uh, USA play against uh, Great Britain, pretty good Britain, uh, there was nothing open. There was all these storefronts down there, and there was nothing open. And then we went to Marley's, but we couldn't get in. Dan Marley's uh, downtown pub. And here's what's crazy about that is the Suns had a game that day against the Kings, which I'm glad they lost because I don't like the Suns. Uh, but nothing was open. The only thing that was open, but it was two packs, was the, the Taco Bell Cantina, which I still have not been to. Everybody talks about how dope Taco Bell Cantina is. 
But remember, we got in the in the stadium. A lot of the restaurants were closed inside the stadium, mm-hmm. and none of the bathrooms. Again, we kept running. This was a. This is why Arizona was shitty this time. And I'll say this: <laughs> literally, literally shitty. Because at the Airbnb we was at, you couldn't you couldn't flush the toilet, and then you get to the to where the Diamondbacks play. What is that field called? Chase Field. Chase Field. None of the damn, none of the the bathrooms had toilet paper. I don't know what's going on with the pipes, but they're everywhere you go. They are against you flushing toilet paper. I I must be like a water uh, conservation thing. No way, because you gotta flush. You gotta flush your waste. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I know. I, I know people. Uh, that do the uh, if it's mellow let it yellow but i'm all about like there's other ways to conserve water like anything that's coming out of your body that's waste i'm okay with flushing that immediately yeah yeah you gotta flush you gotta flush when we went to the wbc i I think i talked about this a little bit on the podcast i thought the the strangest thing to me was we went there going like, yeah, we're yes, USA. Of course, we're rooting for USA. We're both American citizens. We want USA. But it felt like with that Arizona crowd, there was a bit of like a, a Trump rally uh, uh, to those USA chants there at, at Chase Field that day. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so. There was a there was a guy sitting kind of next to us. Everybody stood up for both for both teams' um, national anthems. And there was a guy sitting next to us in his Angels jersey. That's the other thing, too. So many Angels fans in Arizona. Too many. I I like I don't I'm not a person who goes, this fan base doesn't have any fans. You know me. My main my kind of main sport is basketball, and I'm a Clipper fan. And the hackiest joke against Clipper fans is there's not many of us, there's not enough, not a lot of Clipper fans in the world. And I get that that we're not as we're not as you know deep as Laker fandom, of course, because Laker fandom is is uh, huge has a huge contingency of bandwagon fans and specific player fans that have played for the Lakers and stuff like that. But the 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 amount of angel the sheer amount of Angels fans that were at that stadium baffled me completely. I did not realize there was going to be that many Angels fans out there. And yes, there was a there was a a twinge of of real real conservatism with, I mean, it's Arizona and they're angels. Mm-hmm. Fans, so you're going to get that. The guy next yeah. to me, everybody stood up for great Britain for God save the queen. And then, uh, he sat down, he purposely sat down and kept his hat on. And then, uh, he stood up when America, the beautiful came on, not America, beautiful, but, but you know, our national anthem. And, uh, found that interesting. I was like, ain't no way you're that, ain't no way you're that patriotic, my man. Like every, 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 <laughs> Everybody stood up for both. Everybody stood up for both. Yeah. And you got to be the guy who's like, I'm going to sit for this one. The crazy thing about where we were at, at in that Budweiser lounge out on that deck, actually it was the Michelob Ultra lounge, I believe. Michelob Ultra lounge. Uh, the ninja. The ninja is the guy who got us in there. Um, uh, and uh, one of the requests from Hanson, who's my co-host on the show, he wants to know why he's called the ninja. All right, so here's why he's called the ninja. First year at at, at uh, spring training, this dude we would buy tickets, and you know I get a little anxious. I, I need to have a seat when when I'm at these events. I need to have a seat 
And for the listener, I just want to put y'all in on some on some insider info uh, about your host and his cousin, the Ninja. They don't buy tickets in advance for anything, and that makes me anxious. Uh, and I'm not, and I'm not the type of person to do what the ninja does, which is well, I'm gonna buy a ticket for nosebleeds, but I'm gonna wheeze on my way on down. I'm too big <laughs> for that. I'm too black for that. Like I just, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't do that. But the ninja will be, we'll just look up. Me and me and Myron will be in a full conversation, watching the game, watching some great pitching, and seeing the young guys ball, and seeing oh hey Otani out there and stuff. And then we'll look up, and the ninja is deep in. Uh, right field on the right field wall, like leaning over, getting his getting the ball signed by the right fielder, whoever it is. Like, and then we'll go back to talking to each other, and then we'll look up again. He's sitting above us in the nosebleeds, like and, like he's all over the place. And you always and you always catch him somewhere where he shouldn't be, and but nobody says anything to him, and he's always ready to go when it's time to go. That's the most important thing because I'm like, don't have me waiting for you. If you're gonna be ninjaing around, don't have me, don't have us waiting. But he never he never makes you wait. He's always ready to go when it's time to go, and uh, it's it that so that's why we call him the ninja because you never know where he's gonna be. But do you remember? It wasn't me. It wasn't you. It was this other couple that called him the ninja. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were sitting near <laughs> us. They were like, "That guy's like a ninja out there." Yeah, they were upset. There were some people that uh, were a little bit upset that uh, the ninja. Uh, was it down in their section as if they bought all the seats down there? Yeah, that was ridiculous, especially on games because those games don't always be packed. The last one we did, the last one we went to, uh, what was that? Mariners, Mariners, Rangers. That one was pretty packed. Yeah, but we got we got some really dope seats right behind home plate, and uh, not not directly behind home plate, but like up in the second level, which is better. We were sitting behind some analytic nerds for the Mariners. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, I'm sure you guys are listening to this to have some insider info on baseball because all you know is math. So I remember sitting behind those analytic guys and anything that we were talking about baseball, they were just, just you could just tell it just bothered them. They were tapping their feet and in front of me, just probably annoyed. The same, yeah. you know, he was acting as if I was sitting back there talking about like politics or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh that was fun though. That was it was cool to see. I I did some recon because one of the guys had their badge out, and so I was able to Google his name and figure out who the person was and what they do with the team. Very young guys, and they're all about analytics. Yeah, and they don't look like they played any baseball. Uh, none. No, they weren't. They weren't very athletic. No. Now, now the year before to segue into some Mariner stuff. What's crazy is when we went and we put this on our on the Instagram here on Rybread is uh. You were there, and you got to see this whole hype train on Julio like come to fruition yeah. the week that we were down there. Yeah, that was the first time that I had heard of Julio, and I got to see him hit an in-the-park home run. Remember that? Wasn't it an in-the-park mm-hmm. home run? Yeah. It was an in-the-park uh, home run. Which I also think may be the first time that I've ever seen that in person that at the professional level. I mean, I, I've hit one in my beer league, uh, cause, uh, and I got in trouble for it. So I'm in a league where you have to have two girls on your team. And uh, I hit one to the girl who was playing uh, right field. Did they suspend you? They didn't suspend me. But the girls on my team, you know, canceled, canceled me for the rest of Sunday. <laughs> they were like, did you, did, you, did you target her? 
And I go, yeah, she wasn't gonna catch it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got us a, I got us a run. Yeah, man or woman, to, I'm hitting, yeah. I'm hitting the ball to the worst player on the t- on the field. Yeah, it doesn't matter, and that's exactly what I said because I'm like, if there was a dude over there that I knew wasn't gonna catch the ball, I hit it his way too. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, just gender discriminating. Uh, she just happened to be the worst player on the team. There are some girls who will be playing in that in in right field that I would not hit it to. Yeah, or you could hit it to the oldest and fattest guy out exactly. there. Exactly, exactly. I know he's not going to be able to get it. I'm at least get the triple off of him, and I'm not the <laughs> and I'm not the fastest dude in the bunch. But I'm at least get the I'm at least get a triple off of him. So I I hit it to her because I knew she wasn't gonna, she wasn't gonna catch it, and like I thought, she didn't catch it. There is the video. I think it's pinned, or I'll, I'll repin it after this episode. But if you watch this home run, I mean, we're right there. We're right. We're literally in the on deck circle. And if you watch the video, two things: if you just watch and wait for it, you will see Carl. But you also could find the identity of the ninja in that video. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know who it is. But you got you. He yeah. is in the video. NBC Sports presents. The 1979 All-Star Game from Seattle's Kingdome. It's the All-Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. And by the newest member of Gillette's All-Star Team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, Brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera. Speaking of the all-star game, you know, I think we should get all of our listeners and our friends and families to write NBC or not NBC, actually write NBC and write Fox. And they, I feel like you should be like the write in person. I don't know. They should have a vote of where you can vote in celebrities or TV personalities for the celebrity softball game. How much would you like to play in that game? I would love to play in that. And I would hit it to the girl. Uh, (laughs) So right in, right into Fox and NBC, uh, uh, and and let everybody know that you should be out there. You should be a, I think you should be pitching. I've seen you pitch a game, and I I would love to see a redemption performance after that performance. I was nervous. I was nervous, but as a matter of fact, I was actually just about to hit you up recently and be like, let's go out and throw some balls uh, before this because the season is about to start again. And you did say that you would be down and play on the team. Uh, but I want to. I do want to pitch because I know I can throw pretty hard. So I just can't. I just have no accuracy, and I want to. I want to start getting some accuracy. You were pretty confident, and then you got nervous really quick when I went. You told me. Yeah. You you specifically said record this, and yeah, then because I because then, I had been practicing. Then, you saw me warming then, up, and then you, you came over with me. Yeah, and you said make sure you record this, and before you were even done, you told me to make sure to delete this. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that, that video never sees the light of day. But you were warming up with me. You know, you were like, you're ready. I remember that day I came to your game <laughs> and I was walking around and the outfield was a really hot day and I had my shirt off and you said, put your damn shirt back on. <laughs> it was just, a, it was a nice day and I was feeling a little pale. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So some of the people that listen to might have listened before we were here on Odyssey. Maybe the Odyssey audience doesn't know. You have written on a, a baseball show, Brockmeyer. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that experience? Uh, it was great. It was great being able to, we didn't talk about much baseball on the show. The show was more about relationships and the people, but I got to hang out with Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria came in the room with us a couple of times. He was really dope, really cool guy. Uh, sent me an email at the end of the season that I still have pinned in my, in my, you know, favorite starred emails, which I don't have many of, uh, but Hank Azaria is in there under Henry A., and uh, he, he sent me a really nice email. He said he liked my episode probably the most of the season, which was really dope. Uh, but it was more about relationships and, than, than, and less about baseball. Uh, but I got to, I got to, in my episode, I got to talk a lot about my hometown and a lot about, you know, uh, the baseball situation in, in New Orleans and stuff like that. And uh, they got a minor league team down there, the Baby Cake. That's and a great so, name. It was really dope. Let me make sure they haven't – before I say it, let me make sure they haven't changed that name because those names be changing. Do you, you notice that? Minor League team names change a lot. Well, th- in my lifetime, like for Tacoma, it's been two things. First, it was the Tacoma Tigers because uh, o- the Oakland A's had their um, farm – their AAA team up there, and I would go there yeah. with my grandparents and watch that. And then it switched to the Rainiers because the Seattle Mariners at the time, their AAA was the Calgary Cannons in, Can- in Canada, in Calgary. Um, mm-hmm. and, but they, they switched that all around. I think this, the, I'm not sure what year I'd have to look up the year of the alignment when they realign those things, but it was very interesting to see like, you know, like Jose Canseco and his brother, Ozzy Canseco and like rehab assignments and, and things like that. And like when Tacoma was the Tigers, when they were Oakland, this is like during when Oakland was really, really good in like the late eighties and the early nineties. So there was a lot of really good players that came through there. Yeah. See, while I'm saying this, I just, I didn't even realize it. It shows you how much uh, I pay attention to double uh, a baseball. And I should have known because they're not on the show, but uh, the the, the New Orleans baby cakes, are now the Wichita Falls 
Wichita Wind Surge. Wichita Wind Surge. These minor league names, sometimes I feel like they're way too creative. And then sometimes I feel like, did you even try? The trash, like the trash pandas? The <laughs> trash pandas. Who's the trash pandas? The trash pandas are, yeah, let me let me look it up. I, trash pandas. Rocket City Trash Pandas. So that means that that is, and they're, and they're affiliate of the Angels, and they play in the Southern League, and that's in Alabama. So Rocket City is like Huntsville, Alabama, because that's where uh, NASA is. And so they play down there. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. But some of these names, though, it kind of feels like, you know, where you could go those name generators, and they're like, what's your pimp name, or what's your uh, yeah, wrestler's yeah. name? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's your porn name. Baseball sure has changed, Junior. Yeah, the hexagon replaced the diamond. And can you imagine facing three pitches? Emerson on base. Oh, the base ejector got him snoozing. He goes Why did it all change? All sport. Game just got too easy. The unsurpassed taste of all sport. A third more carbs than Gatorade for energy could make a difference. Next yeah. up, your grandson's up. Ken Griffey the fourth. Next, it's going, it's going. Watch out, center board. Oh! Center board got him. He was robbed. All sport body quencher. The game will never be the same. We talked about a little bit about this on uh, the previous before we moved over to Odyssey, but you uh, you told a baseball story on on drunk history. Yeah, Moses Fleetwood Walker, the first black professional player before Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson was the first player in MLB, but Moses Fleetwood Walker played uh, professionally with the 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 Blue Stockings, Toledo Blue Stockings, or something like that, uh, and he went through hell. And he was playing in like the early 1900s. It was a really dope story. You, you told me you had to take a physical before you did that. Yeah, you got to do blood work to make sure your liver is working right. So you got to do, you got to go to the, uh, go to the doctor, get your blood work done. They, they test your liver out because, you know, it's just for liability. So there's a lot of liability things that, that would go into the show. So like they weren't, they, they, even though the show is called Drunk History, they were never, you know, allowed to tell you how much to drink. Also, like the first time I did it, I didn't drink enough because you know, I mean, you know, I'm a big guy, so it takes a lot to to get me down. And uh, I just I, they didn't tell me that I, I was like, am I supposed to drink before I show up? And they were like, mm, we we are not saying that. Uh, so I showed up, and Derek wasn't there yet. And I was like, do I start drinking now? And they were like, we got to get confirmation from Derek. like it was like really like they really want to make sure that you don't get alcohol poisoning and you don't like you know. They're very serious about that. So uh, is there, they have a lot of liability. You got to sign all these waivers and everything. You got to take all these, like, you know, charcoal pills and stuff and stuff that are, like, help you not, not be hungover and not be messed up the next day. But the second time, when I wasn't a rookie anymore, I definitely drank before I went just to have a little bit more juice. And then me and Gabers went outside and played uh, barehanded catch in the dark. So that could have <laughs> been dangerous because we were, we were drunk. So when, when that's got to be quite a change of going and taking a physical to go drink versus like, you know, you played sports and you had to take some physicals and stuff like yeah. that. Did you ever think you were going to be taking a physical to, to drink? To, to drink? That's adulthood. This is what adulthood is. And you're like, trust me, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. They're I know like, what I'm nah, doing. You don't get it. You don't get it. You have to do this. I'm happy I did it, though, because it was a free physical. Uh, but like, and then going in the way back machine now, listen, you know, we, we know you from 
obviously grand crew um and uh, um, comedy bang bang lots of things ucb stuff but uh you know when you were first working in the business just like a lot of other actors out here you did a, you did a little bit of extra work when you were when first breaking in and the cool story is that we i know we talked about i don't know if we talked about this on the last one but you told me prior to that episode which i really didn't even know even though we've known each other so long, you were like i worked on moneyball we happened just to be talking about moneyball and you actually worked on moneyball as an extra i was a, i was a featured extra in moneyball not featured because you didn't see me but i was one of I, I played for the oakland a's in moneyball and i never got to you know take no at bats or you know catching but we just played a little pepper and then kind of walked around in the uniforms and practice gear and stuff like that but it was a good time uh, and uh, got to uh, fly up to Oakland for two weeks and, uh, you know, work on that, and that was really fun. I also was a baseball player on Thomas Jane's show, uh, Hung, H-U-N-G. Yes, that's right. H-B-O-N-G. And I was, I was a baseball player on that. And uh, that was really that – a, a, that was when I really learned the, the, the craziness of this business because uh, that show, we, had, we went full out. Like full baseball practice for eight hours one day, and only got paid what we what we were there to get paid. Which at the time I was non union, that was sixty four dollars for eight. So basically, eight dollars an hour. So basically, I got to, I was slide. Everybody was sliding all day. All of our uh, if you chose to slide like chest first, you had to do that a bunch of different times. And we were hitting and we were catching and we were like it was we had a real practice. Except the practice wasn't three hours like it used to be when we were kids. It was eight hours that whole day. We were pra- we were just practicing baseball, and we were so tired. And everybody everybody's draws were full of dirt, and uh, it was a everybody's <laughs> socks were fucked up, and it was a, it was a rough ass day. Well, listen, I played a lot of baseball. I put in a lot of time playing baseball, and you made more in that day than I ever did. But you know, doing that. So uh, yeah, I said gonna... was a professional baseball player because I got paid to play baseball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember I auditioned once for a baseball player, and I just obviously was not believable. So I mean, it was <laughs> same thing that any other college coach was. <laughs> was I did lose I, because of that, and here's a fun fact for you: because of that, I do lose my college ed- eligibility. So I was 18 years old. So even if I wanted to go back and play sports, I did play. I played basketball, a little bit of basketball in college. But once I got paid to do the sports stunts that I used to do, I used to do all of them. I did some football. I did some baseball. I did some basketball. Once I got paid to do that stuff, once they handed me a check, I was considered a professional. And I, I lost all college eligibility. So I couldn't play college ball anymore after that. Damn. Fried bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only... Mr. Tom Hutler, do you have any of your favorite stories from the kingdom? There was a time we had an earthquake, and so we, they were going to evacuate the building. So I was, like, getting up to go and leave, and they go, no, you can't go. you got to read these safety <laughs> things. It's like, do we need to tell them that there's smoking's only on the exterior <laughs> ramp? Yeah. and Dave came shooting past. He signed off. I'm going, wait, I'm the only one here. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Since we've known each other, we we've definitely bond over like baseball, a lot of sports stuff. But we really, really enjoy Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Deion Sanders. Who who are some of your your favorite players to watch now, and ones that you like to go back on YouTube? You really love to go back and check out old stuff on YouTube. Yeah, Griffey definitely. Uh, the Crime Dog, Fred McGriff, who you put me on. 
Yeah, because uh, I didn't I didn't remember him from those teams. I, I gotta be honest, like you know, growing up in the nineties, I I was a Braves a Braves fan, but that's that's in that's in quotations because it definitely like TBS. you know. Yeah, TBS and and you know everybody likes the Braves. If you were in the South, I was in Mississippi. My uncle was a big Braves fan, so I watched the Braves games. Of course, Deion Sanders, and then uh, who you, we all loved and everything. Nowadays, Mookie's my guy. Uh, I like Julio up in mm-hmm. up in uh, in Seattle, of course. Uh, even though I don't like the Angels, I like I like Trout and Otani. Like <laughs> they're cool to watch play, and uh, yeah, I like. I'm I'm paying more attention now. You want? Do you want to hear my roster for for fantasy? Yeah, let's hear. It. I'm sure the listeners would love to hear your fantasy yeah. fantasy roster. So I'm in 11th place right now, and I I can't figure out why. 11th uh, out of what? 12. And I don't know what happened, but Ian Happ just hit a home run as we speak. Uh, so he's on my team. Dansby Swanson also got me a home run today. So. I'm winning my current matchup pretty good. Uh, my OPS is real high. I need to figure out how to bring that down. And uh, my batting average is at 300. So that's good. But, uh, oh, no, my OPS is good. Never mind. Uh, anyway, here we got. Here we go. I have uh, Kybert Ruiz as my catcher. Freddie Freeman, who was another player I like to watch. Uh, I have Glaber Torres. I have Matt Chapman. I have Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, uh, Jordan Alvarez. I'm right now. I'm starting Nick Senzel, uh, and uh, I have Danny Jansen starting. I got Ringifo from the Angels, uh, Ben Intendi from the White Sox, Hunter Renfro, J.D. Martinez. I have Seth Brown of the uh, and uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, who I'm. For some reason, is not in the game right now, but he went one for six today, so it doesn't matter. And Bryson Stock, yeah. And then uh, David Cease pitching, Brandon Snell, uh, Chris Bassett. Uh, this is Mitch Keller pitching, uh, Tony Gonsolin, Tony Gonsolin, uh, Josh Hader, who I thought played for us. I know we got uh, we got the other guy. I always get him mixed up. Josh Hader and uh, what's the guy that used to play for the uh, for the Mets? Francisco Bautista, uh, Felix Bautista, Kenley Jansen, and uh, I don't get the Merrill Kelly and Brandon Woodruff, who's on my IL right now. But uh, your own drafting, or did you let the computer do it? Well, here's the problem. Or the I, analytics experts. The, I had to, I, I I drafted my first like five players. I got Jordan Alvarez, Freddie Freeman, the guys that I definitely wanted on my team, uh, and. Uh, I had a chance to get Otani, but Otani's weird in fantasy, so I didn't take him. I had to auto-draft because I had a show at the time. I had a comedy show at the time, so I had to auto-draft a lot of the players. And that draft is super long. Yeah, no, those drafts, when I used to play fantasy sports, I typically did the same thing. I would go get the important players that I knew I had to have, and then after that, yeah, you know, then, then I got distracted by, I don't know, Monday Night Raw or something yeah. that came on it, and I and, the, after like ten players is like, all right, man. I'm, no, after that point, th- these are the players I'm going to trade and offer up, so it, it really doesn't matter. Most of the time in those 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 leagues, after your studs, uh, that's where I'm pulling from the free agents. It's also why I was terrible at fantasy sports <laughs> as well. Yeah. 
I have a, football, I have a lot of... football, I've won my league a couple times, but oh. baseball and basketball are tough. Oh, I've won, I did with my basketball league this year. Huh? I've only won one uh, fantasy league, and that was a, a football one. I've never won in, I never won in baseball. I had in 2009 or 2010, I had a whopping massive, massive lead over everybody in my league. And about halfway through the summer, I went to Europe for like six or seven weeks. And I asked my friends in the league, and this was like in 2000, this is before you could go anywhere. I bought like an iPhone. I mean, this is before you could just hop on anywhere. But yeah, it was 2010. I bought a brand new iPhone so I could like keep track of my team. And I get over to Europe and they're like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, I need to call AT&T. And they're like, what the fuck is AT&T? So then everybody in, everybody in the league was like, oh, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about a damn thing. I came back. I was in fifth place when there's only six teams made the playoffs. I ended up losing the last two weeks. I ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs, and I never fucking played the game because that, <laughs> that was it. That was my only shot with that team. I had all kinds of good trades I made earlier in the season off of people's emotional reactions. I go to Europe, it, it all fell apart. I'll never have a season like that. I've, I felt like like the Mets or any of those teams that ever have had huge collapses from that. And that was the last time I tried to play I, – I really tried to play fantasy baseball. It's a tough It's a tough score. It's a tough sport, but I, I want to do better because last year – for the past two years I've been in the same league that I'm in right now with some guys from Birds. And I just, I just start local bar down the street. Just, yeah, and I just don't, I don't understand what is making me lose because I'll be like up, like right now I'm up, but anything could happen. It's, it's, it's a fickle. Fantasy baseball is a fickle mistress. You want to talk about these uh, city, city connect? Jerseys? Yeah, we talked about that before we were about to record. Uh, yeah, the city connect jerseys. I'm gonna talk about it on the other podcast, but. When it comes to like gear and baseball fashion, that's something that we always talk about. You know, we kind of sound like we should be on like Bravo or Eve when it comes to uh, uniforms. But uh, what do you think about the? Let's start with the Mariners one. What do you think about the Mariners City Connects that just came out? Now we disagree on this, but I like them. I think uh, I think they're cool. I, I like the, the the darker colors. The hat I really like. Uh, I didn't realize it had a black brim though, so that changes things. But the hat I really like, uh, and I do also. I'm gonna get one of the hats, uh, especially because that's that's a Mariners hat that I can wear in the city. But uh, I think it's cool. I don't know. You got to tell me what the what the color scheme is representative of, and why they chose this jersey. Because like you know, what what is it about this jersey? Is it is it like a a plane reference to Boeing or something like that or? Well, the well, first of all, I want to say my initial reaction to the uniforms is I it wasn't that I disliked it. I think I said they're going to have to grow on me, and they have. I've warmed up to it. I've warmed up to it in the last four or five days since they've come out. But yes, I was upset. It was more like. I was more upset that they didn't use, in my mind, my idea. I wanted to have those powder blue. I wanted more of that, like, old school powder blue, like, that they were in the 80s, uh, but briefly. But, um, 
No, that they have warmed up to me. Maybe it's the pants that's going on. But to answer your question, uh, I believe the design, the Seattle that goes across the front, and you said it kind of has an airplane thing. Uh, uh, Ode to Boeing's. Well, maybe that's what the pilots were. You know, the Seattle pilots, yeah. the original team. So I think that's what is an ode to them. I know on the sleeves there is the PNW and the um, Mountain, which is a ode to Mount Rainier and the Rainiers. Uh, the the black that's part of it that's integrated into it's from uh, the Steelheads, and then you have the My Oh My down in the uh, left or right corner of the jersey. And that's an ode to Dave Niehaus. My oh my, break out the rye bread and the mustard. Grandma, it's grand salami time. Swung on and belted. That's what that's for. Soto Mojo on the back of the tag or where the tag would be is embroidered in there. And that's south of downtown. That's the area that uh, T-Mobile Park's play it is located at um and soto mojo was a campaign and yeah it, it's an ode to a hundred years of baseball in the pacific northwest and i have warmed up to the jersey i'm the more and more when i'm on social media and i'm scrolling and i keep seeing it and i keep seeing the accessory stuff to it i'm starting to like it but that that's what the that's what the background of the uniform is and i guess they've been working on it for three years that hoodie is going to be dope. Yes, the hoodie is very, very, very clean. But I, 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 have you seen um, – I don't know if you could pull it up. I, I have it pulled up. ESPN has ranked all of all of the City Connect jerseys. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is interesting who they have, number one, and, and who is the worst of the bunch. Uh, it, but I will say it's it's very interesting. Like some teams have taken, they've brought in jerseys and uniforms just back and and uh, that they've had or stayed with the same color scheme. Some some teams have completely went off the rails. I know why I wanted to bring this up. I don't think you're gonna like this. There's 17 teams that yeah. have been issued, and you know who's in dead last here. I see. I'm I'm looking at it now. Okay, so here's my here's my feelings on this. So at no, coming in at number seventeen with the worst City Connect jersey, but according to ESPN, according to the guy that wrote this, is the the Dodgers lost Dodgers 40th anniversary of Fernando Mania, the historic 1981 season by pitcher Fernando Valenzuela. So here's where this comes from. So there was a there was people selling like, of course, as we know, Los Angeles is uh, you know Latino, a, a hugely populated Latino place. Uh, and they're, I'm assuming, probably 75% of fan base is Latino. Uh, and so, you know, you got you to gotta show some respect to them, especially because they've been rocking with the team for so long. Um, but there was people selling Los Doyers, which is like, you know, uh, an affect of, 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 a, of an accent. And uh, the Dodgers kind of put a cease and desist out on that, on that stuff. And then to make it Los Dodgers, uh, it's kind of like not a slap in the face to that person, but I don't know if they like honored that person. I don't know if they said anything to that person about it who was doing the Lost Doyer stuff. Uh, Lost Doyer stuff is really popular in the city. You see people walking around with T-shirts on that say Lost Doyers and stuff. Uh, Viva Lost Doyers. Um, but this person says, given how many considered Dodgers uniforms to be the most beautiful and timeless in all sports, the City Connect alternate falls flat because they did not 
deviate much from the tried and true formula. While every other team looks at now, I agree with that. I'm not I'm not mad about it. I don't know if this is the worst one. I got it. I I know who I think is the worst one, but uh, I agree that they didn't change enough about the uniform. Like they kept the they kept the normal blue. They put a little black on the on the sleeves. I did buy one. I got a Mookie one. You saw it when we went to uh, when we went to spring training. I wore it. Yeah. Uh, the hat is a lot is is basically the same as the Mariners hat. Blue blue blue. blue I mean black brim, blue hat, uh, and, they, and uh, it says Lost Dodgers. And that that hat is that hat is pretty dope. I do like the hat a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't disagree with him. Coming in at number sixteen, yeah, is the Atlanta Braves. Now, kind Atlanta of the same Braves thing. One, what? Kind of like the same thing. Well, not the same thing. I was going to say the the Atlanta Braves one is a, a, a basically a uniform they had at one point. Yeah, they're they're like nineteen seventies uniforms. It looks like a nineteen eighties uniform. Uh, it doesn't. The, and they say although the design is on its own looks better than the Dodgers uniform. It's surprising to see a team in year three, in year three of City Connect unveil something so conservative. Uh, it is pretty conservative. I do like it says the A as opposed to just the A, but like the A because you know the A is you know what what people uh, affectionately call Atlanta, uh, and but it's like the Hank, it's like the Hank Aaron uniform, like the 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 white with the blue sleeves. Uh, I like it. It's classic, but it is kind of boring, and I don't like the hat. I don't like two-tone and hats, really. I wouldn't have known that that was a City Connect thing. I just thought that that was a throwback. Um, yeah. The the Cubs uh, also, they're coming in at 15. The Cubs uh, have the Wrigleyville, all dark blue. But, you know, as you know, when you go to Wrigley Field, there's a lot of that blue with the little cubby. I, I used to have the hat there. I don't know if this was a throwback or this yeah. was uh, – I mean, obviously, Wrigleyville is is – Maybe the City Connect, I guess that's what the City Connect is. Yeah. Now, see, I, I, this is ahead of the Dodgers. I think this one is very boring, but I also believe that I get why this is ahead of the Dodgers because at least they did something different. At least they put like Wrigleyville on it. Dodgers could have, Dodgers could have had an East LA jersey. That would have been dope or Elysian Park or something like that. Um, uh, I think I, I do agree with them that this is a little bit better, but I still think it's pretty boring. And I think the thing that – Oh, well, go ahead. Yeah, I think it was one, one other thing. I think the thing that really sums it up here um, that in this article, it says it was a safe approach for Wrigleyville, right? That was a, that was yeah. a safe, safe, safe thing. Yeah. Yeah. They should have made a boys town jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next, uh, number fourteen, the Kansas City Royals. I really like this logo. I think it's really cool. I think yeah, this, I, I think it's a little bit low on the list. Yeah, I looked up this, uh, like the origins of this, uh, and yeah, it does pay. I think we talked about it before. Yeah, it does pay homage to you know their baseball past with the Monarchs, Blue mm-hmm. Sox, the A's, the Packers, the Blues. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the Kansas city Royal, uh, throwback. I actually like the Royals uniforms. I've always liked that. Maybe just the correlation with Bo Jackson and, you know, they were, that was a popular thing when I was growing up as a kid was yeah. the Bo Jackson Jersey and the hats, but these are pretty cool. I, I also thought they, yeah, it says, yeah, definitely had an ode to the Monarchs. Cause I, I was wondering if this had some sided, some sort of tie in with the Negro leagues. Yeah. It looks dope. It's, 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 it, I think it's really awesome. Uh, it's a little bit of the, the crown right there for the Monarchs. I, 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 I'm judging all of them on if I would buy the hat. 
And with this hat, I would buy. And I might even get it because I think it's cool. Moving on up to number 13. Uh, we, got, we got the Giants. And I got to say, yeah. this might be the ugliest ones I've seen so far on this list. And I've actually not seen them. I guess they debuted last year in July. Yeah, I saw them. They're ugly as hell. Oh, yeah. You, you I, see I, the Dodgers. You see the Giants quite a bit. But I, I mean, I, I haven't was, seen them enough that maybe they don't break them out very much because they're ugly. Yeah, it's an ugly jersey. And I think what's so crazy about this one is it's still not not what I think is the ugliest. I know what I think is the ugliest, and we're gonna get to it soon. But I don't understand. <laughs> it, it looked. I thought it was the All Star. Remember the All Star jerseys kind of look like that. It, it looked like they yeah. just took the All Star jersey from last year, and and like it, it's just it's it's whack. I, I think it's whack. Uh, and, and Giants fans reacted overwhelmingly negatively, criticizing everything from the elongated G to the fog gradient to the shade of orange. Yeah, it, it's whack. And as a Dodgers fan, does that just kind of warm your heart that they they you know if they don't totally like it, struck out that they struck out on this one? Yeah. Now this next one at number twelve, the Milwaukee Brewers Brew Crew jerseys. I have seen these. Hot take: I think these are cool. I think it's a little bit childish, like Brew Crew, but like I I do believe. That this is cool. I feel like it. This reminds me of a Sunday uh, beer league, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but listen, they—they cool. cool are the Brew Crew. Um, you know, this is formerly the Seattle Pilots, so maybe that's yeah. why. When I said I would love to see the powder blue and the yellow, maybe this is why they want to stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. Oh, and they got the MKE. Which is the airport hat? I wouldn't wear that hat, right. but the jersey is is pretty cool. As far as connecting to the city, that's that's a pretty clever thing. Yeah, yeah. Bas- basketball does that a lot. Like you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's the place? Minnesota. Minnesota uses their airport called sign too on on, on one of their city edition jerseys. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Next up. Number 11, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Now, again, I, I give credit where credit is due. I think these I think these jerseys are old school. They look dope. I don't like the hat because it's two-tone. But I think this is really cool. I don't understand the, the, the surfboard connection to it, but I get what they're trying to do with that. But I think this jersey is pretty damn tight. I'm biased because I don't, I don't like the Angels, but if I had to, if I was forced, you know, from some – sort of court order to wear yeah. an angels <laughs> angels jersey these yeah, ones are these ones are very nice i do like these old like kind of like nolan ryan uh era i guess i would call them gene autry era uh yeah jerseys uh they you know you're not a big fan of the two-tone hat i'm not really uh fan of the i mean the angel symbol is kind of cool i guess it's not that that's not i don't hate it uh but it's just you know the Angels fans really, really bug me. The the mm-hmm. red just I same I share the same sentiment with my grandma. She she actually we're getting her tickets to go to a game, and she says as long as it's not a team that's wearing red uh, <laughs> against the team wearing red. But yeah, it's definitely got that '60s surfer uh, thing. It you know like it definitely it definitely screams Beach Boys. Uh, yeah, I remember we're looking at a picture of. Uh, trout holding a uh, surfboard um and these debuted last year i've seen them quite a bit but 
like again, these ones they might sneak past you as a, a city connect and not just a throwback. Not just a throwback, yeah. They and also look how crazy it is that they that they did this on an overcast day. Like, they're like we got to get this picture out now. We can't wait for the sun to come back out. <laughs> you know they're supposed to be representing a sunny day in California. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, no, we're gonna up, do this right. In the, we're gonna do this in the June gloom. Yeah. <laughs> next up, we got uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks Serpientes jersey. I like this. I wish the color wasn't that. I I don't like when they do that. That you don't you don't like the 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 uh, Mariners jerseys when they do the the wall the eggshell white or whatever this is just kind of like off white. Yeah, it just feels like when I see the 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 off white jerseys, it feels like somebody left their jersey in like a like like in a, cha- a room full of like the like Marge Simpson's uh, sisters or something where they're yeah. just chain smoking <laughs> like smoking? It's got yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I do like. Oh no, I'm looking at it. I just don't like the. Not we're both not fans of snakes. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get it. It's it's a. Uh, it says here it's referring uh, referencing the, what's this the Sonoran Desert? Um, but also when I'm thinking about the Sonoran Desert, I also kind of think they could have went with something with like the. Uh, like the rocks and the the mountains on it, but this look—it's a classic baseball jersey. Kind of just feels like they got a little bit safe here with these. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Outside for of the sure. outside of using the um, the Spanish language, these came out in 2021. I don't see the Diamondbacks too much, but I actually had never even seen these jerseys. Me neither. I hadn't seen them until I looked at this article recently. Uh, I had never seen this one, but it is—it's uh, pretty cool. It's pretty and cool, here this, this next, next one, though. Yeah, this next this one, we're one staying is... in the Southwest with the Texas yeah. Rangers. Rangers. Uh, we haven't – the Mariners have not played the Rangers yet in, in uh, yet this season, but they're doing well. I did see these jerseys when they um, debuted. Uh, this is a, a far different approach from what you usually see the Rangers wearing. Yeah. Now, the Rangers, the Rangers have a very classic – uh, uniform. I do like the Texas Rangers. I like Texas Rangers hats a lot. And if they weren't connected to a gang here in Los Angeles, I would have one. But I, this hat is one that I will get. Like this hat is this hat is one that I will buy. I really like this hat. I I what I do like about the uniform. I really I kind of like the numbers up up on the chest yeah. like that. You don't see that. It's very different. Yeah, the number is uh, tough. They look like a created team. They look like a prison team. That's what I think they is do. cool. Like the aesthetic Especially with the like pants. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think they I think they they did a good job with these. Texas Rangers did a good job with these hats. I wish I was from Texas because that hat would be dope. And also, you know, of course I will never ever wear anything Astros. So Yeah, which uh, which is a good segue. There there are uh, the next one here at eight. I've seen these uniforms way too damn much. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a an ode to NASA and uh, the and the space program being down in Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, they but they also look like janitor uniforms to me. Yeah, yeah. the The number on the pants is pretty cool. I think that's a that's a cool little little addition. But, the, uh, the hat the hat doesn't isn't too far of a, uh, of an approach away from their traditional hat. Nah. Nah, it's the same thing. So, yeah, 
boring. I don't think they needed. I think they these jerseys could definitely be down a couple notches. Uh, yeah, you and I both have a uh, um, you know connection on not liking the Houston Astros, so we won't give them any more uh, podcast time here. Um, here's another uh, city in town. We have some mixed uh, emotions about uh, the Boston Red Sox, and they go with the yellow and the uh, what is it, sky blue? And yeah. I do not know what this is a reference to. Yeah, I uh, so this is the, the 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 flag, the city flag of Boston. So I did see this flying okay. at first. I thought it was in support of Ukraine, and but it was it's, it flies all over the city. And when I went to Boston, I got to see it up close. Everybody like has it on outside of their building and stuff. So this is a mm, and then the, yeah, the Boston letters, I believe, are their subway system, how that looks or whatever. Uh, the hat now the hat it has me torn because this specific hat is. The UCLA hat. Yes. That's what's confusing about it to me. And then you have the Boston Bruins. So I'm kind of like my my left and my right brain sides of my brain are arguing over this or trying to figure this out. I was like, you already have the Bruins, which are already, uh, you know, I'm already always confusing with the USA, uh, UCLA Bruins when I hear it. And then now there, this is a UCLA Bruins uniform. This could easily yeah. be the UCLA uniforms. Yeah, absolutely. So, not my favorite. Of course, I mean, this is this this is a biased. Uh, let's see what the fans thought about it. While many traditionalist fans disliked the departure from the team's classic white and red uniform, uh, others embraced the design. Although the uniforms received mixed reception, the Red Sox sold out of the new city jerseys merchandise that was released along with them at Fenway Park team store. Uh, so, yeah, everybody can shove it because people it sold out. <laughs> So yeah, it is what it is. And then num- number six, moving up the ladder, we got uh, the San Diego Padres. You've seen these uniforms. You see the Padres quite a bit. Uh, I actually really like these uniforms. I, this is a far. Uh, I mean, they have a little bit of yellow in it. That's about the only thing that you know really is tied to uh, maybe some Padre colors. But they definitely went with this. Uh, I want to call them the Grand Theft Auto jerseys. I know uh, some other people have some other nicknames for it, but it's it's uh, it's got a very like '90s splash to it. It's almost got like a Saved by the Bell feel. Yeah, I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at all. Definitely not. Definitely should not be number six on this list. Everybody, people <laughs> like it though, but I like I definitely can think of three other ones that we've already gone over. That looked better than that one for sure. I do not like that jersey. It looks like they made that in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, this is very Mountain Dew Baja Blast, I guess. I'll get yeah. I'll give it I'll give it that. Uh number five, we got the Washington Nationals, yeah, which is interesting. And and what's and in this article, they have not updated this because they still have Juan Soto wearing wearing the uh what is this like gray, like old school it's, it's gray. gray. Yeah, old school gray. It looks like a like a like a Ebbets Field classic jersey almost, but it's I know it's not that. But yeah, it's like gray, uh, and it's got the cherry blossoms on it, and it's got WSH on it, which I don't know if that is the call sign for the airport. But I don't hate this jersey, uh, but it's definitely not my favorite. It's a little high on the list of, in, in my opinion. 
but uh, it kind of reminds me of those. Uh, no, I do have to say this. You know, when you're at college and you can find like those mom and dad sweatshirts in the in the team shop. This kind of yeah. has like a Mother's Day thing to it. Or grand, like yeah. my grandma would definitely rock this. Yeah, I'll tell you this though. Uh, I know this is a baseball podcast, but the Washington Wizards cherry blossom pink jerseys are much cooler than this. I will agree with that. Uh, and then the hat, uh, same thing. It's got this, it's a little bit of a darker gray, more of a, you know, uh, not a metal gray. I don't know what you'd call that, but, uh, it's, it, but it does have the blossoms on it. I, I think the hat is better than the Jersey gunmetal cherry blossom, gunmetal cherry blossom, very Washington DC. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite a mix. <laughs> uh, and at number Both. four, Number four, we'll briefly go over this. We got uh, the Seattle Mariners coming in at four. Um, and coming in at number four. And, and I agree with them. You may not agree, but I agree with them. I'm going to ride for your team, even if you don't ride for them. <laughs> I'm warming up to it. I'm warming, I'm warming up to it, Carl. Uh, number three, we got the Miami Marlins. Uh they can't Quite really, you can't really see what it looks like, but I I think it's kind of cool. I think it's like a, a uh, it's a, it's an interesting like it kind of gives me Miami University of Miami vibes, which I I like, uh, but it's kind of boring. I think it's a little bit high up on the list. It's a uh, it's the Marlins went with a bright red pinstripe uniform, predominantly blue hat with the red bill and the jerseys are a tribute to. I actually haven't seen them in a game, but the tribute is to the Sugar Kings, uh, a AAA affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds that played in Cuba from 46 to 1960. So that's where this is definitely an ode to the Caribbean or Cuban uh, baseball leagues. Um, And then the hat is a callback, it says here, to the Sugar Kings logo. Yeah, the hat is pretty dope. I like the hat. I do enjoy the hat quite a bit. Yeah, it looks like, what is, is that a crown? I thought it was a chef's uh, yeah. hat at first, or sugar, <laughs> like a sugar hat. It's a bag. Of, it's a bag of sugar. Yeah, I have been. I want to go. I'm gonna have to go and watch a game. I'm gonna have to go look up a game of these on there because a lot of a lot of this is too. How do they look on the players, and how do they look if you're rocking it in fashion? Because at the end of the day, these really it's for people to go out and buy this shit. Um, yeah. Number two, we're getting close to the top. The Chicago White Sox with the black pinstripe Southside ones. 100% agree. I think this is the coolest one. The hat is tight. The jersey's tight. Uh, everything about this looks dope. You want to talk about Grand Theft Auto. This looks like a, kind of a San Andreas thing. Uh, this jersey is so sick. Uh, Tim Anderson wearing it is, is a dope player to be rocking you know this what? one. I would have loved to seeing a, a Frank Thomas in this out. In this Absolutely. Absolutely. He would fill this out. Absolutely, this is dope. This is dope, and, and the hat is the hat is dope. Like it's if very, I was from Chicago, I would I would buy this. I would buy this jersey. I would buy this jersey in every player if I was from Chicago. You know, I I, I agree. This this jersey, you know, it does have this '90s feel to it. But I know that they had those those god awful black uniforms like in the '70s with the collars on it. I, I think yeah. t- even Tim Raines might even have premiered in it. So it's kind of taking that that that. It definitely has that 90s feel with this. It definitely has a little bit of like the, uh, you know, like when I was in middle school and people had the Malcolm X jerseys. What I mean is just like the reverse pinstripe of the black and the white 
on there is is pretty sick and of course just the yeah again the lettering there with the south side it's yeah. it's pretty nice and the hat the shy the hat is dope the hat is dope the hat the hat you cannot go wrong with that's like one of those things like if i Next time I go to Chicago, you know, when you go into a city, even though that your teams aren't there, you're always like, listen, I get a pass to buy a hat. I traveled. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. number one, I don't know. I don't agree with this. Uh, it is the, and I think we've, I've talked about this on the other podcast. It is the Colorado Rockies uh, jerseys, which I think personally looks like a commemorative can, you know, like a, of Coors Light, like they would put out <laughs> for like St. Patrick's Day or Christmas. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know how to describe these. They're, they're, they're green from the pants up to the top. And then the tops mm -hmm. of the uniforms are the Colorado Rockies. And then their hat is definitely tied to the state. These came out a, just about a year ago, it says that the inspiration is to pay homage, obviously, to the mountains and the uh, pine trees with the pine color um, and uh, the new circular logo in the hat is for the soil and the gold for the sunshine, along with the CO abbreviation as the logos. Um, what do you think of these? Call me crazy. I love them. But you got to remember, that You're crazy. is my favorite color. <laughs> That green is my favorite color. I do not like the hat. I believe they should have went with the mount. Like they they have they have a alternate hat where they just have the mountains on it and it's purple. Uh, they should have did that with that with this with these jerseys with with the green with the forest green. But this is my favorite color green, so I actually really like this one. Well, there you have it. That's the that is the go check out this article. It came out four days ago at the time. So it's it's by Jason Lee of ESPN, where he ranks the MLB City Connections. Obviously, you, you've said here, you know, wrapping up here, you've like the Mariners' new, um, uh, you know, City Connect hats. It's a hat that you can wear, but can you tell everybody why you cannot wear? Mariner's hat because I remember when I was getting you a hat or something and you're like I love that hat but I cannot wear it. No, <laughs> so um, the Seattle Mariners hat represents in Los Angeles and Los Angeles gang culture represents one of the largest uh, Crip gangs in the city, the Rolling Sixty Crips. For those of you who are unfamiliar with, I mean, I think I don't think anybody's unfamiliar with them anymore because they, you know, Nipsey Hussle who was tragically killed. Uh, was uh, a member of that gang. Uh, but that is a tough hat to wear in this city because that gang has a lot of enemies. And so, it, it, like, I wouldn't get in trouble. My mom actually lives in that area, so I wouldn't get in trouble for wearing it in the area. However, when you step out of that area, and you might be in some unfamiliar places, like Dave & Buster's. Last night, a guy, uh, I went to Dave & Buster's last night because they got a really good happy hour on Sunday nights. And there was a gentleman in there who probably was a member of a different gang that, in which the hat that I was wearing. And he had some uh, some not so nice stares, but he saw the company I was keeping and was like, oh, he's fine. He's not doing anything. Uh, but, yeah, gang politics is real here in Los Angeles. You got to be careful, especially when you look like me. And that hat can get you uh, into some trouble if you're in the wrong place. So if I see a group of guys in that area, I don't need to go up and go, hey, what do you guys think about this DH situation we got going on? <laughs> You know, no, no, they're not no. gonna know what's going on. There is a uh, a YouTube video that you sent me that people can easily Google to check this yeah. out. Cab Mac Videos did a whole profile on the hat and when it started and how it started. 
Uh, it's actually a pretty cool history of it, but it's unfortunate that, you know, the hats have been adopted as monikers of gang culture in Los Angeles. Yeah, and pretty much, pretty much every hat, pretty much every hat in the MLB represents a different gang. Some are more dangerous than others. Some you can get away with. Uh, the '60s is one of the ones because it's, it's such a large gang and it has so many enemies that is that's one that is very tough. The Texas Rangers, very tough. The Houston Astros hat you should never wear in this city. Uh, and uh, but like you know, LA hats are cool, of course. Uh, the Boston hat is also a really tough one. Uh, the Orioles hat, not so bad, but you know, it depends on where you're at and where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing. But listen, the fans don't want to hear about that. No, the fans want to. Here's what the fans want to hear about the fans before we get out there, we want to talk a little bit about uh. Where to where to see you? Where to catch you on the socials? And of course, a little bit about uh, the Grand Grand Crew that you can catch now on Peacock. Both season, get yourself caught up, right? Yep, yep. Every every episode of the show now is on Peacock. Uh, the season two just wrapped last week. Just just completed. The finale yep. just aired. So as we sit here, in about between now and midnight, we will find out if there's going to be a writer's strike. I uh, just got an email with an update, and they said that the deal is not have, has not been reached yet. So we're gonna see. But uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on, on Instagram at Dammit Carl D A M M I T C A R L, and uh, yeah, watch Grand Crew on Peacock streaming now. All both seasons full. You can binge it. Watch 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 one through ten of season one and one through ten of season I, two. I binged it today in case you pulled out one of those Sherm trivia things on me today and started asking <laughs> me. I sure I, I binged this morning before I knew you were coming over here because I had to catch the end of season two. I love the show. It's great, not just because my good friends on there. It's a it's a really good show. Also, you're uh you also you can be caught on uh on, with comedy bang bang. Yeah, you can hear me on the podcast comedy bang bang. I got my own podcast. The Flagrant Ones, which is on Patreon. And I have another podcast called XOXO Gossip Kings, which is a Gossip Girl Watch podcast I do with my homeboy. Uh, watching Gossip Girl from the perspective of two mid-30s black men. Uh, it's a perspective you've never heard on the show, I'm pretty sure. So check that <laughs> out. Uh, and uh, yeah, hit me up, Chunk the Deuce. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, you know what? Here's something that we should do. Carl, you know what time it is. Ba, 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 ba. Charge. <laughs> that was good. That was a good choice. <laughs>